And welcome back to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And my name is Alex. Yes, it is. Yes. And today we're talking about language learning. And it's another special episode, Jeff. Oh. Because we're doing another interview with um, a lovely woman named Kari. And she's the host and producer of the YouTube channel Easy German to help you and others like you learn German. Let's go. Now I have a question, not just for Alex, but for all of you listening. Do you have the taste for Germany, but live thousands of kilometers away? You know what? Don't worry, because MyGermany.com can help bring German products to your home, no matter where you live in the world. Perfect. Now, you don't have to worry about having to give up on those lederhosen or that cuckoo clock from the Black Forest. MyGermany.com will help get you any German products you need even if that website does not deliver directly to your home. Use our discount code, which is WHISKY2020 for 10% off. And Alex, here we are. Here we are. We're back. Another episode. Another fun episode. I, I like doing interviews. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm excited to interview somebody else. It's, it's more difficult to give an interview. No, to be the interviewer. The host of the interview. That's the word I'm looking for. I find it a lot more difficult, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to being the that. interviewee. Right. Because all you have to do is just, uh, just you know, you know, talk, talk how we wait, wait for the talk. questions to come and then say some answers. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to do that. And, um, and you know, uh, easygerman.com is a, is a YouTube channel that I'd, I had used years ago when I first moved here. It's, it, it's, a, it's a great channel because basically they go on the street, they interview everyday Germans about kind of everyday things, speaking very basic, casual German. And... On the bottom, they have uh, everything written in German in subtitles, and then under that, in English subtitles. So you can see them talking about uh, some basic phrase, and then go like, "Oh, okay, so oh, and oh, in German, that's what that." So you can match it the the languages as you're listening and reading. Exactly, that's cool. and so it's not like school book German; it's everyday, casual, what you would use in real Which life. Is important, German. Yeah. yeah. And, and just so our listeners know, this is not an advertised uh, episode, not a paid episode, anything like that. This well, is we reached out to to carry uh, to Kari, excuse me, um, to, to talk to her because Jeff Jeff knew the. Yeah. YouTube channel and, and we yeah. thought it'd be we're, we're advertising it because uh, on our own accord because it's just awesome like, yeah. and I've used it before so yeah but we're, we're not paid this is just a, a good person to interview that's it yeah so should we start off with some um, some, some, some shout outs let's do it so I, think, I think we got a few shout outs yeah some um, cool ones actually some really cool ones this this, uh, this week yeah yeah like and, and again we, we can never really give shout outs to everybody but these are just kind of our top ones uh, shout out to Katie and her husband from Facebook who um, will be moving to Berlin soon. And they nice. say they listen to our show as they are packing, getting ready. Love and it. And I believe uh, Katie is uh, German. And so she's taking her American uh, boyfriend or husband, don't remember, over to Berlin to live in Germany. And, great, great choice, and Katie. And he was looking forward to stopping having to use personal checks. Oh, yeah. yeah. True. Personal checks suck. Yeah. Yeah. So good choice, Katie and husband or boyfriend. Um, our next one is DG Rothaus, which is a great DG name. DG Rothaus. Who wrote us on Instagram. And he said he's a big fan of whiskey and um, gave us a good recommendation of whiskey, one of which we bought. Yes, and we will be reviewing in the next two or three weeks. And uh, lastly, I think it was today we got a message yeah. on, through our website from Madi, who uh, lives in Nuremberg with her boyfriend and they were on a road trip and they binged our entitled entire catalog of episodes so it's not, a 20 what 21 21 episodes different episodes. not gonna lie jeff it feels weird to someone say that like they're they binging us listening to my um my raspy voice yeah it's very bizarre but uh but the most amazing thing they're in nuremberg there's a local whiskey distillery and they said they actually bought us a a taster bottle and they are going to mail it to us. Yes. So we'll definitely be re reviewing you. that one. Thank you so much. That is like yeah. next level sweet. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Very, very cool. Thanks so much for that. Yeah. Moving on. How you doing? <laughs> let's, get, <laughs> let's get started. Let's what let's, a transition. I know. We're, we're, yeah. we're jumping in. How you doing? Well, we, yeah. got, we got to get to the interview, you know. We got to move this thing I'm, along. I'm good. You know, it's summer. It's hot. Doing a lot of cycling. Oh, being, so hot. being outdoors. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's kind of a little too oh, sticky. Disgusting. Uh, starting today, the Berlin Senate uh, finally 
passed a law that says if you're caught not wearing a mask on public transit, you'll actually get a fine. Now, wearing a mask on public transit has been a law. There was just zero consequence to doing it. Right, you see people all the time not wearing masks. Yeah, and we always wondered, like you'd actually see uh, Deutsche Bahn employees from the German rail employees coming on checking tickets from people who have no masks and they wouldn't say anything. And we're like, wait, wait, isn't this a law? But then it turned out there was actually... There was, it was a law, but there was no really consequence. So finally, there was a fine. I think it starts at 50 euro and can go up to 500 euro. Oh, well. Uh, which is nice because some people, um, yeah, and again, I'm not trying to make it political because wearing a mask is not political. It's just about. No, it's, it's not even a political thing. It, it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat, Republican, if you're German, you're American. It's about you're protecting not yourself, you're protecting other people from possibly getting corona. Of so, course. And it's it's so simple to do. So, I, um, I, I personally like the people who wear the mask under their nose and above their lips. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's like, it's like a must, it's kind of like my mustache, but as a <laughs> mask. So it's actually and blocking oh, nothing. I'm wearing the mask. So right. technically, I mean, I guess you can't get mad. <laughs> yeah. But you can. Yeah. We're, 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 we're trying to plan a trip. I got, you know, I got a few weeks off and uh, for our summer holidays from work. So, but yeah, we'll have to, Monitor, monitor everything. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to? Yeah, uh, I was actually, you know, last time we talked, I went to Dresden the week before last week, and I was in Bremen, which is a city up north uh, in the west. Beautiful. I've never been there before. Uh, one of my best friends lives there, and I went there for his uh, for his wedding. Mm. It's pretty cool. Um, wedding was lovely. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations to Tim. Well done. You did it. Uh, <laughs> you are now technically married. You are now married. Uh, yeah, but that's a, it's a beautiful uh, city. They have a windmill. Like, if you walk through the city, you go over this bridge. <laughs> Wait, yeah. sorry. You did not just say they have a windmill as if that's something special. There's so many windmills in Germany. Not a wind turbine, a windmill. Yeah, no, but even those, like, you just said it like it was the first windmill you've seen. It's a cool windmill. Okay. Where can you go, sorry. Don't, don't shit my windmill. <laughs> sorry. No, but you're just like, wow, they have a windmill. Yeah, oh, the windmill is Jeff, cool. Jeff, they have a tree and a lake. Oh, my gosh. And there's even a, there's even a big well, boulevard. Because when you, <laughs> you, go over, you go over a bridge and you look right and you see all this grass leading up to a windmill and it's beautiful. I enjoyed the windmill. Don't take the small things away from me, man. But it was, it was probably like a, like a beautiful Dutch windmill you'd see in the, the Netherlands. Yeah, it was a run-of-the-wheel windmill. Oh, okay. So it wasn't even <laughs> no, that good. No, uh, it's so, a nice so glad and we I, talked about it then. It's a, it's a cool, uh, it's a really old city. Uh, really cool. Uh, if somebody outside. listening can uh, give us the name of this windmill, we'd really like to know. <laughs> We're going to do a whole episode. <laughs> you know what, Jeff, I'm, done, I'm done talking about myself. Let's, let's move on to the whiskey. I'm done with you. <laughs> Actually, one thing we should probably bring up is that um, we've noticed in the news right now the EU is considering banning oh, true. Americans from traveling to Europe yeah. at all. Because, yeah, there's a lot of cases. Well, it's not just the Americans. It's mostly places with high cases of corona. Which happens to be the United which States, the United States <laughs> in right general, now, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but we'll so I hope to... all of our American listeners are, you know, being safe and, and their families are safe. But... Yeah, and honestly, it, that really sucks that, you know, if they do make this ban... Um, It'll be really unfortunate that you can't visit. Uh, so, yeah, we really hope the numbers get down in the U.S. Yeah, you're all staying safe. And while you're staying safe at home, listening to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. Yeah. Now, what do we have today, speaking of whiskey? Today, we are going back east. Yes. Yes. And this is a called Kavalan single malt whiskey from Taiwan. From Taiwan. Yeah. I'm, I've been really excited. Now... This whiskey's come not just a beautiful bottle, but a beautiful box. Yeah, the box um, has like it looks like it's made out of wood, and even it's t- it's textured, so you it, can feel the fake wood grain on right. the box. And, and we look at an angle from the sun or whatever, you kind of yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like real wood, and the bottle kind of looks like it was something out of the USSR or something. Like I feel like have you seen the show Chernobyl? Yeah, I feel like there's a bottle they'd be drinking out of. Yeah, the, the, sh- the shape. Uh, like the second you said that, I thought, yeah, that is a Soviet bottle of whiskey. Yeah. but it's from Taiwan. It's really strong looking. I'm excited to um, for everyone to see it. Let's drink. So should we check? Should we pour it? Yeah. Oh, and while we're pouring, maybe you can read one of the little description on the back. So Do you want to read it while I pour? Sure. Should I, should I pop it first? Here's yeah. Let's let's all take a moment of silence. Oh fuck me. <laughs> You, you, you pulled it as I was talking. Okay. Wait, do it, again. Do it again. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Yeah. It, it was even mediocre pop anyways, but okay. it's cool. Go ahead. You read the okay, but as, as he's pouring. Now about this whiskey, the uh, Cavalan Classic Single Malt Whiskey 
exemplifies, sorry, exemplifies the sheer quality of whiskey currently coming out of Taiwan. The skills of the master blender work with the humid Taiwanese climate to create whiskey that is diverse and complex, fresh and clean. The spirit is rich with silky smoothness and hints of tropical fruits, mango in particular. Wow. Sorry, that was a, a weak ending. That's just the that was, a, that was really mango in mango. particular. <laughs> they, they could have just ended on hints of tropical fruits. Well, it's, but. it's funny. What I also like about this box is um, plus you're, you're the perfect one to read that because you got, got you have that really good uh, radio voice. Yeah, just. But what I like about in the tasting notes and the color for under color it says lively and passionate amber. I you know what I don't know what that means. It looks quite lively and quite passionate. It, 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 I, I would say it's amber for sure. I don't know. Yeah. I'm get, I'm getting the lively. Not seeing the passionate amber. Let's take a smell. Uh, let's smell it. Ooh. Oh, it smells oh, really good. It smells really good. Okay, let's uh, cheers. Let's cheers. Yeah. It's got a burn. Good mm. burn, though. Good burn. Oh, it's a slow. Oh, that yeah. it just now hit me. I like it. That's tasty. It is tasty. Mm. And it starts out smooth, and then this is really, it's a slow burn. It's, an, it's a long burn. It's kind of like, you know, when you, uh, you bite into like a pepper, and you're like, eh, it's not so bad. And then, yeah, like, yeah. 30 seconds later, you're like, whoa, there it is. I like it. Whoop, there it is. I I, I enjoy this. Yeah. Mm. Taiwanese whiskey. It's new. This is so much fun. It's generally just trying, <laughs> trying whiskey small. I mean, last 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 week we had... Why are you so awkward tonight? <laughs> <laughs> this is so much fun. Last no, week I mean, we had South Africa, you know. Yes. This week we're doing Taiwan. You know, where are we going next no, week, Jeff? No, no, I'm no, so excited. It, it is very true. Just the way that you brought that up and the way you said that was very out of place. But yes. I'm having fun. No. Uh, and you know what? Like we've said this a million times before, the reason we do this podcast is to help you guys, but also because we really enjoy doing it. We really enjoy, we know it's true. We really enjoy um, giving you guys advice and also trying these amazing whiskeys that normally we wouldn't be tr- like, would you normally be trying this no. Taiwanese whiskey? I mean, and, no. and we just love the sound of our own voices. <laughs> so it's drink whiskey in front of everyone. Right. We're actually not it. recording this. Uh, this is just being piped into our own headphones just for us to listen to. Yes, ourselves. That's it. <laughs> um, uh, but anyways, uh, so language learning. Yeah. Language learning before we get to the interview. Yeah. Um, you know, like one question that, you know, I, I wish I'd written down who'd said it, but recently somebody asked us, uh, what, if you could go back in time, you know, yeah. what would you do differently when you first arrived in Germany in terms of learning German? I mean, I would have, so, excuse me, I got that whiskey stuck in there. Um, I moved here without a job, so I had a lot of free time and I didn't spend a single minute of that time learning German. Mm. And then when I got my job, I realized I should learn German. No time. Then I had no time. So I was doing German twice a week after work for an hour and a half, two hours, two hours twice a week. And that was, uh, it's exhausting. It's helpful, but not enough. Yeah. If, if, if I were to do it again, I would take the first uh, three months, do an intensive course and be fluent at this point. Like, I really think I screwed myself over by not doing that because now I'm still, yeah. you know, my German's still, it's good, but it's not, you know, it's not great. And I feel like if I did that, I would be like really good. I know it's exactly what you mean. Ugh. I mean, my, my my main advice I give to anybody who's about to move to Germany is really the first thing you do, focus on learning German. I mean, if, okay, if, you're, if your plan is to stay here two months, then I guess don't bother, you know? No. But um, if you're going to be here long term or even just a year, you know, really the first thing you should do take a course, an everyday in-person course. And when you get home from that course, practice, you know, go go to Netflix, watch your favorite show, at least put some German subtitles on the bottom. So I recommend uh, Friends. Friends yeah. is a good show because it's very easy English and uh, yeah. translated to German. It actually works really well. You and, watch and, that with English subtitles, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And even you could switch it to the actual German audio and German subtitles because, you know, all of us, how many times have we watched Friends? Oh, yeah. So, so you know the plot anyway. Exactly. It's important to immerse yourself and do some good classes and really watch YouTube videos and, and, and watch things on Netflix and, yeah, get it going. I get the excuses that a lot of people in Berlin use because in Berlin, you could stay here 20 years, God forbid, without learning German because... Yeah. It is a very multicultural city. A lot of the Germans here speak English. There's a lot of signs in English. A lot of places have menus in English. But 
right? You wouldn't recommend people do that. No, not at all. Really, yeah. It, it's if you live in a country, you should really. I think you should really try to learn that language. Um, I think we talked about it before, but you really get deeper into the culture, and um, you feel like you're you feel like you're part of. You don't feel like a an expat anymore. You feel like you're a part of the the city and the part of the country. And you're not maybe right away going to be fluent and be able to have heavy conversations with people. Right. But even if you have some basic conversations about the weather with somebody or ask somebody directions in German. It, you, they will connect with you more, they will respect you more, and they will be more open because English is their second language. They don't have to spend all their brain power trying to focus on, okay, well, what is he saying? Right. They, they're more relaxed and they can be more themselves. And I, and I think as well, like you, you'll have a bigger friend group or you have more, you, you'll have more options of friends if you speak the other language as well. And then when you have German friends, you learn more about the German culture, you know, like you learn about the pop culture things that, you know, like schlock them rob and things like this that i had no idea about i wouldn't have known unless i had german friends and true obviously i had german speak english but um you know knowing yeah. germans helpful yeah and it, it definitely it opens doors like an um yeah one good example that, I, that i'll bring up this was a couple years ago i was in a german grocery store it was kind of in a uh touristy place and i'm waiting in line at the cashier you know he's checking out groceries and a group of germans walk in and they just walk straight up to him and say in German, you know, hey, uh, where's where's the uh, bottled water? And he, oh, yeah, yeah, and points and tells them where it is. And then they move on. About a minute later, another group of people walk in who are, I think they're American tourists. They walk up to him without any sprechen uh, Sie English or anything like, like, just walk him in straight in English, go, hey, do you know where the uh, bottled water is? Hey, bro, where's the water? Yeah. And he just looks at them and says, like, sorry, I'm busy. I have to find it, find it on your own. Now he knew where the bottle of water was because he'd shown that. You uh, saw it. I saw him a minute before. So, but the reaction was because there was no attempt at bridging that gap, right. speaking some German, right. and I think that's just a good example of it'll open doors. You'll have much more positive experience if you if you just try a little bit, especially in the beginning, and you will actually physically get things that you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. Mm. Now we now just because some people might be wondering. Why you learn German at all? We've got some stats here that well, might, you might find interesting. Jeff, let me tell you. German remains the language with the most native speakers in Europe. So well, that makes sense. So no language is spoken more widely in all of Europe except for German. Because people don't remember, it's not just Germany. It's also Austria, Luxembourg, parts of Belgium. Uh, you have uh, Switzerland. Switzerland, parts of the Czech Republic and Slovenia speak German as well. Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein. Northern Italy. Northern Italy. Yeah, they, they, uh, South Tyrol, Zud Tyrol. Uh, yeah, yeah. When, when, I was in, uh, when I was in Northern Italy, I found it so bizarre that like, I'm getting like a pizza and everyone's speaking uh, German. Right? Yeah. And I felt like I was in a touristy place because everyone's speaking German, but that's just how it is. Because you know, like when you go to like a, another country and you go to a restaurant where everyone speaks English, yeah. like I want to be a touristy restaurant. So it's the same thing. I want speaking German. Oh, funny. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's just because no, it's just what they speak. I mean, well, the story about this is like South South Tyrol, which is northern Germany, was actually part of Germany, but it was northern Italy. You mean? Uh, yeah, northern Italy. Yeah, yeah it was part was part of Germany. Right. It was gifted to Italy as a uh, revenge for World War One, So mm. the Germans, and that was actually one of the causes of World War Two. was uh, Germany wanted all their land that was taken away from World War One back, and Oy. we all know how that worked. Yeah, not well. Um, and then last. Yeah, last one, which is, I think, um, a really nutty one, is that there are 35 dialects of German. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a lot. And there's actually places in the U.S., such as in Texas, etc., that they have their own dialect of German and it's still... Pennsylvania? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pennsylvania Dutch? Yeah, when it's called Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Dutch, but it's actually Deutsch, it's German. Dwight Schrute? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very interesting. And that's uh, why people actually learn German because it is actually a pretty, pretty useful language in certain places. For sure. And one person who knows all about that is our guest tonight, uh, Kadi. So how about we speak with her a little bit about her YouTube channel and learning German. Okay. Today we are joined by Carrie, the host and producer of the YouTube channel Easy German, Easy German, sorry, almost said Easy Germany, and also the co-founder <laughs> and CEO of The Global Experience, which is an NGO focused on intercultural dialogue. Uh, hi, welcome, Carrie. Uh, thanks for being on our show. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Alex. Um, thanks for the introduction. Yeah, absolutely. I, 
I brought myself a drink. Perfect. <laughs> But is it whiskey? It's uh it's not a whiskey. It's um it's cheap gin. <laughs> you know what? We'll take it. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I mean the, fir the first person to be drinking with us on the show, so that's much appreciated anyways. No matter yeah, what it may be. Well, cheers. I'm surprised to hear that. Cheers. Prost. Cheers. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I I thought I would uh, ruin your show a little bit with some <laughs> bringing in some cheap gin. <laughs> no, t totally allowed. Completely allowed. <laughs> all, all, drink, all drinking is welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so can you like, explain a bit and what is the, uh, the inspiration behind uh, Easy German? The inspiration behind? Well, now the, the project was already kind of started more than 12 years ago by Janusz, my husband. Mm. And at first, it was actually just an exercise for students. So he led a media workshop at a high school. And he like, kind of had different exercises for the students to learn how to produce videos. And one of them was to go to the streets and do interviews. And at the same time, uh, there was a new platform called YouTube. <laughs> so ah, yes, new. <laughs> yeah, back in 2005, I think. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's actually longer than 12 years, yeah. I think we uploaded our first video in 2006, and he just thought, what a nice idea. So now I can upload a video and it can play in the browser, you know, that was a revolution at that time. True. Other than just sending a link and the other person had to download it. So the first videos he did, they were never intended for any crowd other than students and some partners of, of uh, the school he mm -hmm. worked at back then. And yeah, well, YouTube just happened and other people happened to see it. And <laughs> that was a whole long story because for a long time, we never, we never even heard, I mean, I never even heard of YouTube being a job, you know, <laughs> like True, impossible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first few years, it, it wasn't really, it was just kind of posting a video and uh, people watched it and that was kind of the end of it. You know? No advertisements yeah. back then. Yeah. It was very, very pure. But but now your yeah. vi your videos have hundreds of thousands of listens. I mean, did you ever expect you would reach that level? Um, not really. It's it's interesting because at some point we started to take it more serious, but we still actually didn't know much of like how YouTube works, and um, we just did it. We still did it for fun, hoping it would grow, uh, and. At some point, YouTube actually contacted us, and that was really funny because they had a partners program, or I believe they still have that, where they try to identify channels that, um, you know, have content that works well, but that could perform better. Mm. And they told us, you know, we have this program and we would work with you for a couple of weeks and give you some feedback. And we said, yeah, great idea. <laughs> And some of the most important things that we actually started to consider only then were actually tips that came from YouTube directly. And like one of them was like to make it a regular show, for example. Another one is to have regular hosts because before we basically, we asked all kinds of people to do interviews. We still have changing hosts sometimes or guest hosts on, on Easy German, but sure. We, we realized that we needed like some kind of constant characters that people can identify with. And that was actually when I started uh, with Janusz to take it more serious because, yeah, we were the main people working on it. And then, yeah, now we are both in front of the camera, but for a long <laughs> time, both, both of us didn't consider us ourselves as people who wanted to be in front of the camera. So it's kind of like a natural uh, evolution <laughs> to do that then. Yeah, yeah, kind of. It's And it's funny because nowadays when you meet other YouTubers, a lot of people have their main motivation is to be in front of the camera and to talk to people, which is mm. a great motivation. I mean, I'm like, I think this is, it's also a motivation and a gift you need to have, kind of. You need to enjoy being in front of the camera or talking to people. And I do that, but I actually, I had to learn this partially to, you know, go to the streets and enjoy talking to strangers, which is sometimes it can be like an overwhelming or challenging experience. Yeah, that, that was actually one of the questions I wanted to ask. Um, is what, What's like the, the first common reactions you get 
when you have to stop people on the street for YouTube videos? And like, were you always just brave enough to do it or did it have to like the strength build up over, over some time? Yeah, I think we got better and better um, over time. There are a lot of rejections, uh, particularly in Germany. <laughs> Makes <Yeah>. sense. <laughs> because people are really, you know, Germans are not into small talk, as you probably yes. have. We, we, How we, have you experienced this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, exactly we talked about that uh, a few times in, in a previous episodes, the the lack of, uh, of small talk, but also the um, data protection for Germans of not wanting to put their... Oh, yeah, information yeah. and faces and whatever out there so yeah we can imagine that's uh pretty difficult here <laughs> and how, how do you approach people on the street because usually it's Germans, horrible yeah <laughs> um actually i i just came in because janish is outside now with francisco another team member of ours and they are doing interviews and we've been away for some days and actually after this whole corona thing we are still kind of new again to doing interviews and it's it's hard. It sounds strange because it looks so easy, but it's actually harder than it looks oh, like I to, it. to be in the mood yourself because you need to eventually, you are like a beggar in the streets. You need to convince people True. to do something for you. And like Germans are usually not naturally inclined to, you know, give interviews, have their face on YouTube. I mean, we really try to avoid talking about YouTube even. Yeah, uh, yeah. So usually my tactic is I would approach people with a really, really big smile, like unnaturally big. And, <laughs> also weird in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might yeah. they might think even worse, like, oh my God, what does she want? <laughs> Why is she smiling at me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, and then I would say, like, excuse me, could you please help me? Like, if as if I'm actually asking for help. Uh. And then people stop because they want to be helpful. Ah, lots of people want yeah, to be helpful true. and then you get this one second of attention you know that you need you just need to stop them stop them at first and then it gets actually easier and then i would quickly explain you know we do a language learning project we help thousands of people learning german so then people kind of sympathize with this hard process of yeah. learning german and then i would ask them a question but it's yeah it's sometimes not easy like half of the people who even stop and say like okay i would help you then say like oh but this is with a camera no thank you yeah mm. yeah and then suddenly they're shy and don't want to uh, don't want to be involved at all <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to react right now um i don't know if, if there was like jeff there's a camera in front of you asking you would you be like totally down to do if it if they or? said they're easy german then i would know what it was and it would be fine true yeah. if they, well if you didn't know what it was come on yeah, well, I, I, after living in Berlin for years, we've kind of grown to have the German reaction when people yeah. come up to you. Like, I used to be much more friendly, but now when people come up to me, <laughs> I, I have that reaction of, okay, what do they want? What are they selling? Uh, you know, what? Are, you know, like, are they trying <laughs> to give me a pamphlet for whatever? Yeah. Yeah, true. You, you adopted German skepticism. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know how that <laughs> happened, but it happened. It's, yeah. it's, it's in the culture, I guess. Yeah. You just kind of get into it. Yeah. <laughs> for better or for worse, it yeah. is what it is, right? <laughs> now, yeah. your channel is, is of course, about language learning. Now, after all of your experience, what would be um, the first advice you would give somebody who's moved to Germany and is trying to learn German besides watching your show? Uh, oh, that's, that's actually difficult. I think the main thing you need to have, especially if you are English speaking, I feel like the people who struggle most are English native speakers in Germany, yeah. particularly in Berlin, just because you don't need it. You can perfectly live here for years without ever speaking German. And lots of people are even happy to reply in English, you know, like, yeah. so. That's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that's, I, that's kind of the excuse a lot of people, including myself, have used at certain points, uh, which is kind of unfortunate because like we've talked about, if you go to... Uh, small German village, you could learn German rather quickly because you can't fall back on the English, you know, as a, as a backup. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think... <laughs> there's happening? a baby next door. Oh, there's um, a baby. Yeah. yeah. Ah. And we, we, I have thin walls here. So to our listeners, I, I, I apologize. <laughs> oh, it's not your baby. No, no. it's not my baby. It's, it's our neighbors. <laughs> it, is, it is a baby. I live in, a, I live in an old building. Um, wow. It's a baby. Yeah. So, oops. That's that's really nice. Um, 
Where did we stop? <laughs> nice. Oh, we we're talking about uh, what advice you would give uh, yeah. to somebody. Yeah, y- you know, so the, f- the, f- the first advice is actually you need to really want to learn German. I mean, yeah, you need to... True. Tra- if you want you need to be sure that you want to be ger- want to learn german and if you want to learn german i think it is also nice to have the right setting if you live in berlin if you have an international um, group of friends if you work in a company where everyone speaks english it will be really hard and you won't learn german just with like 30 minutes aside mm-hmm. i guess i mean i know lots of people who are in this situation and if I compare them to other people who really need to learn German just because their work is in German or because they are living, I mean, okay, most people are living with it. Yeah, maybe they are living with a German and their English is also not that good. Then it's it's much faster. And yeah, first of all, maybe not going to Berlin or actually spending a few weeks or months in another city could really help because you will have to learn quicker and you you will just have a a bad feeling if you go to a place and speak english all the time you can obviously do that and most people will reply but it's more natural you know if i i know that with myself and when i i had multiple attempts to learn polish (laughs) (laughs) and and my polish is really bad but i feel like whenever i'm in poland i am usually like there are so many people who don't speak English or who just appreciate me trying Polish. Exactly. Which is in in Berlin, it's not necessarily the case. You cannot no. go to a restaurant and uh, aim at practicing your German there because maybe the waiter doesn't even speak German his, himself. Also true. Yeah, I'm sure a lot. Of, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people listening who want to make a move are thinking like, "Awesome, I can come to Berlin and not learn German." But we've also yeah. tried to stress before, like. It is really important, and it really opens up um, everything when you're when you're living in a city because um, you can help people directions. You can actually get more into those cracks of the city. Where if you only speak English, you're kind of like you're yeah. not as in it. That exactly, makes sense. and and the reaction you get from Germans is very different if you actually try. Yeah, you know, and 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 try to do some check, not just immediately. Uh, you're not just immediately one of those uh, expats who just you know defaults to English and doesn't right. e- doesn't even attempt to at least say a few words in German. You know, For I sure. think the reactions from Germans is much more positive. Or am, am I wrong? No, I, I find this is an interesting observation. You, so you have found, like, you received positive feedback for for speaking German. I mean, more po- or negative feedback if you were just speaking English, for example. I never got negative or speaking English. Um, and either when I'm speaking German, it's either like uh, they'll respond in English, like we said, which is you know frustrating because then I can't practice. But mm-hmm. like I notice when some people are like, "Oh, you're American, you speak German. That's nice. Like, let's continue doing that." And it's kind of like a surprise, like, "Oh wow, you actually speak German and you're not German. That's cool." <laughs> uh, Plus, if you have a you know a German, and of course they're. Uh, brain vocabulary set to German when you come up to them on the street and you start speaking them in English it really throws them off and mm-hmm. suddenly they're having to switch to their English vocabulary and they're maybe now more concerned about you know listening to what you're saying rather than you know uh having a good vibe or having a good conversation you know like That's I, a you, good point. you see the kind of the eyebrows come together and they're very much more <laughs> focusing on what you're saying because they want to hear what you're saying rather than just kind of enjoying the conversation yeah if you know what i mean yeah 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 that's that's interesting i think that's true especially if you start in german like it is a hassle of course for most people to switch to english for some people it's not but lots of people if once you are in german you want to you know it's easier to stay in german yeah. but i also feel like or this is also something that many people have told me that if you if you have a friendship and one is an English native speaker, another one is a German native speaker, they both learn each other's language. Like Germans are also happy to practice their English. So it's and it's easy to default to the language that both have a better level at and just, you know, to avoid misunderstandings or don't waste time on long explanations. And I feel like Germans are also sometimes maybe it's not German, maybe it's just human to be a bit more impatient and you just want to be well, Germans are very efficient, you know. They want to come to the, they want to come to the point, and then, I I guess they tend to be impatient sometimes and switch 
to English. Yeah, yeah, true. They don't want to waste time in the conversation, you know, like with, like you said, <laughs> with this long, okay, now I have to explain what I said. And it's like, okay, I'm just, if, if my, uh, if their German isn't so great, I'll just switch to English. That way the point gets across and we can just move on from whatever we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's also, yeah. A, a lot of people, <clears throat> maybe you disagree, but uh, I, I, I don't personally uh, think that German is a very hard language to learn. And in, in your opinion, do you agree? And if so or not, why or not why? That's a terribly asked question. <laughs> what, what, what do you think makes German harder to learn than other languages? Or at least that's what some people say. Yeah, Jeff's smarter. Well, what's hard about the languages is certainly the, um, like the articles, which just makes it, you know, it's something you need to learn by heart, essentially. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's like... It's like learning vocabulary, but additionally, you need to learn the articles because if you don't have the articles, you get every case wrong. You can't build a proper sentence. So I think this is something which is hard compared to English, for example. But okay. on the other hand, there are lots of languages that have articles or have like yeah similar issues. So I think if you really, if you feel some love for the language and the country, you can probably learn any language and it will be possible you know maybe it's just harder to to love germany <laughs> i don't know it's no i think that was well I, said <laughs> it can be tricky sometimes um yeah it's interesting because i've just spoken about it with janusz that it's interesting how things changed in the past years or decades that when I grew up in Germany, I would never consider Germany like a country where people would move to and find it attractive as a place to live, you know, Interesting. and yeah. to learn the language. For us, it was always like we grew up and we like, I don't know, our generation wanted to move to the US and wanted <laughs> to, you know, live in an English speaking country. And yeah, mostly the US. I mean, we grew up with American culture and it's so kind of still interesting for me to see that now there are Americans who want to live in Germany and find Germany a nice country, you know? I mean, apart from all our history, even mm -hmm. nowadays, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, people don't like small talk. They are rather rude and honest and direct. And it's not sometimes, it's not like, I feel like it's not a pleasant place, like <laughs> where people enjoy where people enjoy life like i don't uh, know I, italy I or greece disagree. or spain you yeah, disagree i do i do disagree <laughs> yeah i uh i think it's a lovely country and i think there's a lot of lovely people here and i mean the, the stereotypes i guess are stereotypes for a reason and you definitely see them but um i mean yeah. we just had we, we had episodes about like german cities about german villages which are also beautiful our last episode was about german nature which is you know also fantastic and and kind of like you said before, I find Germans very helpful people. They, I think they want to help other people. That is true. And they have this more um, community um, mindset, where I find the mm -hmm. States more of like an individualism mindset. Germany's more collectivism. I like that personally. There's a lot of good it's, things. Don't, don't put it down. There's a lot of good things yeah. here. <laughs> Lots of good things. It's interesting. It's because I think Germany is such an individualistic country funny maybe compared to the u.s it isn't no not at all <laughs> but you're yeah. not the first german though every time i meet a german and they ask me where i'm from and i say california they always look at me like i'm crazy they're like wait you <laughs> you traded california for germany and they're, they're, they're like i would do the exact opposite i would move to california so it, most germans i've met have the same kind of point of view where they're funny. like why would you come here i don't know well, maybe the grass is always greener i don't know yeah it's just it's about i think it's about just going somewhere that's new and that you didn't ex spend your whole childhood in, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess you got to yeah. find the place that's right for you. Like, I found this is the country that really fit me personally best. And maybe it's not for other people. I mean, probably not. Yeah, that's true. And where, where was the first place, the first place outside of Germany that you went? I mean, outside of Europe, uh, sorry. Yeah, that was uh, Namibia back then. It's in, in Southern Africa. And we just happened to have a partnership there with a school and... Yeah, it was just crazy because it was completely different. For sure. And the interesting thing is you, you know, you usually when you go abroad, you always think like you learn something about another culture or another place. But 
mostly you learn about yourself. And I think this, this was really for me so interesting to look at myself, look at Germany from 10,000 kilometers away. That was the first <laughs> yeah. time that I had this chance to see that I'm actually living in a little, you know, in a little protected bubble and that mm -hmm. there was a whole world around it that um, was there to explore. And yeah, that actually started my whole journey of like traveling to other places, learning from other people and it was great. Well, wow, really well said. I like that. You yes. learn more about yourself than other cultures. It's true. It's, it's, <clears throat> it is true. It's true. I mean, that's the, I think the, the, the biggest impact travel anywhere has it's, it's on your, it's on you, you know, and, and how, how you see, yeah. uh, how people in the world are more alike than they are different. You know, I think that's the, one of the biggest, uh, lessons you learn when traveling right oh, this is one of a really, really lovely episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's you probably also notice like how american you are when you lived in germany oh 100%. I, I assume <laughs> yeah so many Completely. you realize how many weird things that you think are really normal that are just totally bizarre and you never thought about twi twice about it but then i said the same thing to some germans about their cultures like that's weird like that's weird so like eating, so you know, raw what do you What do you now consider weird that you always thought is normal before you moved here? Uh, yeah, I think one of the the more things that you can see visually is the amount of flags in the States, especially living in Germany, because it's not a thing here. Um, and there you might see them outside of restaurants or whatever. Oh, you mean like the difference in the amount of patriotism between yeah. the U.S. and Germany? Yeah, that's exactly it. The Germans just don't, don't call themselves patriotic. It's not a thing here unless, you know, it's uh, the World Cup or something like that. Yeah. For me, it was more socially, you know, in the, in the States, you get so used to, uh, you do get used to complete strangers coming up to you and talking to you. And suddenly you're having an hour long conversation with them. And it's, you know, it's completely normal on the bus. Somebody will just start talking to you randomly about nothing. Whereas in Germany, I had to get used to, <laughs> <Does not happen. laughs> I had to get used to, okay, leave, pe leave people alone. They, they want their quiet. Uh, and so, so something that I thought was normal I realized in Germany is not normal, no. uh, and that took some that took some getting used to for me. Yeah, because actually, that, that's probably the biggest one right there. Yeah, is that is that is that social, um, those social contracts that just don't exist in Germany. You know, in the states, yeah. you're, if you're outside um, at a bar or something like that, and you're waiting for a friend, you might see someone else, and you, you'll you'll hang out and you'll talk for 10, 15 minutes, and then see you later, see you never. Doesn't matter. That was fun. But in Germany, yeah. you, you can stand next to somebody, and you're just standing there. Nothing else. No conversation. No looking at each other. <laughs> Maybe a bit of staring for a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that's definitely big. I love that. That would be a reason for me to to live in the U.S. It's definitely I mean, fun. That's, it's nice. That's nice. Yeah, I, I think that's the main thing I miss probably. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just uh, yeah. It's 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 just nice because uh, sometimes in Germany you get kind of so so stuck into your own thing and leaving everyone al alone that. That uh, yeah, you kind of forget about the the broader picture, and, and in the U.S., you have all these random people talking to you, and you, you in a, in a way, you feel, it feels more community there than than what you were talking also, about. Also true, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, things are different. That's that's countries, <laughs> and that's that's so lovely because I like that. On the other hand, I am I realized that I'm just German, and somehow I can't <laughs> change that. You know, like yeah. the 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 biggest uh, or the the moment where i realized this the clearest last time was when i don't know which flight we were going to but we were on a flight to the us from germany and we boarded the plane in berlin and on as soon as we came into the plane it was very clear like who are the germans and who are the americans on the plane like as if they <laughs> were as if someone were asking and they were raising hands like all the <laughs> americans they were immediately starting to chat to each other they already felt like yeah we're on the way home blah 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 and all the germans including me i was like <laughs> oh my god putting on, on my headphones <laughs> and, and like i don't know six or seven hours later I'm like, you know, taking my headphones off. I had like seven quiet hours for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and the the people right behind me, they, you know, they didn't stop talking from the moment when they got on the plane. And you could see that they were really different. You know, one of them were, was wearing a, a suit, suit, yeah. mm -hmm. like a business dress. Yeah. The other one was more like a punk. And then there was an older lady. So there were three Americans that would probably not have anything to do with each other in regular everyday life. 
And they chatted the whole time. <laughs> yeah, the, the one it's, thing binding them together is that they're all American. Yeah, and they yeah, have, yeah. They have and that. And they're like, stuck on a plane together. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's so likable. But on, on the other hand, I, I didn't want to spend time talking to anyone. I mean, I, I've <laughs> also plane. been on a plane where I've started conversations and then I realized I don't want to be in this conversation anymore. But now I'm sitting next to you <laughs> for the next eight hours. Yeah. So uh, then, I, then I, I have to get a little bit German and be very direct and say, I'm putting my headphones on. Enjoy your flight. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Which can be an awkward moment. Yeah. Very awkward. But you just got to think, what would the Germans do? They would be straight up. They'd say, I'm done here and move on. <laughs> the Germans would avoid avoid making eye contact from the very beginning. That's to true never too, raise actually. the expectation <laughs> that, why, that we are having a conversation. Yeah. They wouldn't get in a situation in the first place. So exactly. Be a problem. Which is a good way. Like if, if you completely avoid it, then you never have to deal with that possible awkwardness coming right. up. So. <laughs> So I, I actually totally understand that. Um, and actually, one uh, final question to wrap things up. If you could move abroad, where would it be and why? Oh, um, oh, permanently? Would I have to or, or just for a year or for a few months? Well, yeah, I, I asked myself that question when once when I started to get to know more refugees, like people who had to leave their homes. And I... It was a very interesting, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like a a horrible experience if you have to mm. go through this. And I kind of like heard and learned a lot of stories. And I started to ask myself, especially around that time, like five years ago, when there were more and more right wing parties. And right. I realized like every and also, you know, like Donald Trump came up and other <laughs> things. There were like a lot of other changes. And I felt like, hey, it's actually... I should never take things for granted the way mm. they are. Like we grew up in Germany or my generation grew up thinking like, I mean, we will never have to go through this dark sides of our history again, but now I'm actually not so sure. Mm. Okay, coming back to your question. <laughs> At that point, I asked myself like, where would I go? And I think it there would be lots of countries that I like, but there is one country that I've always visited again since I first got there and that's Namibia and it already feels like a, a second home even oh, though wow. it's so far away but I think we traveled there maybe I don't know 15 or 20 times and it's just nice it's I feel like as soon as I'm there I'm like home and mm -hmm. when I'm away I'm kind of missing it even though I haven't visited now for two years but I could immediately live there I know I know the feeling I'll ask you for some uh, for some tips then, Namibia. I have one last question, actually, before we sign off, because you're the first German that we interviewed, and I think it might be interesting to our listeners. A uh, second German we interviewed, but second, yeah. Oh yeah, true. Because she, yeah, she's in the states too. So, anyways, about we're talking about languages. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, I'm not on tonight. Uh, what is the longest German word you can think of, on top of your head? Uh, well, uh, a word that is actually used in that i use today which is pretty long okay because there are a lot of lo german long words that never actually get used true, you know they are just true. there for these for these uh blog posts where yeah. I talk about. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so this one is Mietschuldenfreiheitsbescheinigung. oh that is a good one actually i know what that means yeah i think <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the letter from your land, your old landlord t saying that you right. don't owe them any money, etc. Yeah, true. That's nice. actually yeah. a great one. That's a yeah. good one. All right. <laughs> yeah, I had to, I had to use this word today, and <laughs> it's also fun to say. Meet Schulden Freiheit Bescheinigung. Yeah, Meet Schulden Freiheitsbescheinigung. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. What We're lovely super word. German. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> But yes, Carrie, thank you so much for being on our show. Um, it's been lovely. And for anybody who hasn't uh, seen her YouTube channel yet, please go and watch Easy German. It is a great way for beginners to learn German. And you can also find them at easygerman.org, I believe. Yeah. Is the yeah, main right. website. And yeah, please, please check it out. I used it when I was a beginner. And I recommend it to anybody else who is trying to learn German. Yeah. So, thank so you very nice. Much. <laughs> it was really nice being here, and I hope to meet you in real life soon to um, drink another whiskey or beer or let's, cheap gin. Yeah, or cheap gin. Let's do it. We'll do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, thanks for being on. So yeah, that was uh, that was pretty interesting. That I actually learned a lot more than uh, than I thought we would. To be honest, that was 
We talked more about uh, not necessarily just language. We got into more cultural stuff, so that was that was interesting. Which is always great. Like we were, yeah. like we talked about uh, earlier. You never know when an interview is going to go. You've got like a, right. kind of like an idea of okay, this is the direction I want to go, and it always goes left field. I mean, well, we had like ten questions written down. I think we only asked three or four of them that were actually written down because that's how they go. So yeah, thanks, Akadi. That was um, that was nice. That was really nice. That was fun. And yeah, and, and I, th- I think what's also cool is too is the um, you really find that mixture of like language is culture and culture is language, and you know, absolutely they go hand in hand. And I think mm. that interview really kind of solidified that um, with Cotty. So that and you know cool. what also is culture? Whiskey is culture. Whiskey is culture, at least for me. I mean, I at this point, you. at this point, my apartment's being taken over by whiskey bottles. So I mean, especially because. We're drinking whiskey from South Africa, Taiwan, Japan. You know, so literally whiskey is culture. We are drinking other cultures. That's true. I mean, like, look at the long, <laughs> That's true. Look at the long history of these of these whiskeys we're drinking. I mean, you know. True. This one's got a long history. But you already read it, so we're not going to read it again. So, again, we are drinking the Cavalan. Uh, Cavalan. Single malt? Uh, it's a single malt whiskey, yeah. From Taiwan. And it's also whiskey without an E. Mm. Just like the South African one was. Whiskey so. with just a KY. Yeah. Just like our... Promo code. <laughs> promo code WHISKY2020 for 10% off. Your first order. Uh, so yeah, cheers. Let's cheers again. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I really like it. Me too. It's super tasty, easy to drink. There's something there to it. It's smooth, but then it turns into this long burn, which is kind of interesting. And it's, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's different. It's not smoky at all. <clears throat> no, not not in the slightest. Um, I'd compare it. I don't know. And I like different, you know? Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, I think maybe a lot of people don't like whiskeys. They they buy too many of the wrong whiskey, and they kind of just taste a little bit similar, and they're kind of boring. I mean, I've but, had people tell me they don't like it. Like, oh, yeah, I've had, you know, Jack Daniels. I'm like, yeah. Jack Daniels has a, has a spot, that's but like, it's not a whiskey you're sipping on. It's like having one beer and saying, I don't like beer. Right. God, there's a million different types of flavors and tastes of beers, you know? So. Exactly. So... This one, yeah, I, I like it. I like that. I like the bottle. I like the um, the box that came in, especially. You know, I usually throw the boxes away, but I think I like for me, you know, mm, it's a seven or an eight. I don't know. Think on the same thing. I don't know, seven or eight. I'm gonna give it a seventy-five out of a hundred. I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Oh, you, I could have done that too. Let's split the difference. I just times ten. Well, no, you, you literally gave the same thing. Yeah. yeah. 75. Okay, so you're 75 out of 100. I'm 7.5 out of 10. No, I'm going to be 76 out of 100. Ooh. One, one up you. A little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So uh, please buy. Uh, I can definitely recommend it. You know, because it's from Taiwan, it was on the more pricier side. Can't remember the exact right. amount. It was between 40 and 50 euro, so a little bit on the pricier side. But you know what? It's tasty. I think it's, it's, worth, I think it. it's worth it. I yeah. do. Um just also the fact that you have a Thai, like a, a Taiwanese whiskey, it's, it's it's interesting for one, and it's something that tastes different than than anything that that we've had so far. Yeah, yeah really, great, really different, um, but delicious. And the bottle's really cool looking too. Yeah, and w- w- before we go, I want to do one correction. In our last episode, uh, which was a band in Berlin, and we drank the South African Banes. No, last episode was uh, Nature. Was nature, but that was the Baines, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I said when you asked the price, I said it was between thirty and thirty-five. Incorrect. It was actually only twenty-one euro. So the get ba- that Baines and the yeah the Baines from South Africa for twenty-one euro, which was delicious and uh, cheap apparently. So go for it. Do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, please like us on Facebook, Instagram. You know all the links. Uh, uh, our website yeah. agdwpodcast.com. That's agdwpodcast.com. And uh, stay safe, stay thirsty. Cheers. See you next week. What is that, your new? That's my new catchphrase. Stay safe, stay thirsty.